Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Jackson Everest, and he's going to be playing in our uh, indie horror film, 72, as Sonny O'Toole. He'll also be in uh, Scream Bloody Murder as Dan Sanders and as Toby Harris in Shadow Marsh. And before I say hello to you and how you're doing, I just want to let everybody know, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> hey, Jackson, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Everything is going pretty, pretty good for me. Awesome. That's great. And I want to say I thank you so much. Uh, we we're talking, obviously, a little bit before we started recording. I want to say thank you for your donation. Obviously, that got you a part on Slasher Scotty and a really uh, killer uh, role in uh in um, you know uh, seventy two, so we're really excited to see what you can do with that, and I'm really grateful you were don't you did donate. Um, we can't thank you enough for that. I'm happy to help, and uh, it's it's been uh, you guys have been great right from the get go. I think uh, before I made the donation, I think I sent you a note, uh, and and you followed up immediately, and and then sort of you know jumped in. We had a quick conversation, and. And then, you know, I saw what, what Carl put together and it's, I mean, it's just fantastic. So really? I'm really excited about it. And I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I just hope I can, can give the character what it needs because it's, you know, there's, it's going to be a pretty powerful couple of scenes. Absolutely. It really is going to be uh, powerful. Like it's got some intense, you know, mind, you know, quote unquote mind fucks involved and it's going to be really good. I'm really excited to see what you bring to it. And of course, DJ Patton is also going to be in the scene and we've got a couple of yep. other actors and actresses so it's going to be really powerful and it's going to be really intense and i really can't wait to see uh, what you can do with that <laughs> so the first question i got for you was so how did you get started in in being involved with uh you know indie horror films so i uh so i worked in like corporate america for 20 plus years and um I got, I got, I was very fortunate. I worked for a company that, that did very well that I had invested in. So I got to retire at a relatively young age and um, being retired is kind of exciting for like a week and a half. And then you, it rains and then you're like, well, I can't go play golf. I can't you go hiking. So what am I going to do? And, and I ended up sort of digging through a bunch of stuff online and was reading about horror films. I love horror films. I try and watch one every single day. And, um, and I, I found an opportunity in a, in a movie called Shadow Marsh, which is the, the first film I did uh, to be a cult member. And, um, uh, you know, it, it, it was a small part. It wasn't a big donation. I didn't even know that, like, making a donation was a way to get into a movie. Um, right. But I, I did it, and uh, and it went really well. I had five lines; they were all in Latin, which is uh, which is challenging. I, I, I like most folks don't speak Latin, um, but but they they actually tweaked it when they realized that none of us spoke Latin, and uh, like all the cult members were saying the words differently, and um, so we got to say some some lines in in English. Uh, but it was also nice because I wore a mask, so. Like I, you know, it, I think it lowers the level of of concern or fear or just anxiety you have with sort of that first scene, um, and uh, and then from there, I, I I really enjoyed it and thought it was a great experience and thought, well, I can, you know, I'm going to make this a uh, I don't know, kind of a full time hobby, uh, and and the the crazy part is I've I've actually like had some auditions that went pretty well and. 
I, you know, I, I'm up for two different parts in, in indie horror films where like, I'm not a backer this time. I'm just auditioning and I don't know. I, I certainly have no talent and, and minimal skills, but I, I can read and I don't screw things up too bad, I think is what I have going for me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so how did you find out about the 72 Indiegogo campaign? Um, in part, it was, it was, um, it was Facebook and sort of, it, it's interesting on Indiegogo how they, like they have a film section, but they never have like all the films that are available. So you, you sort of, sort of flip through and you look for ones that, that catch your eye. And speaking of catching your eye, the, 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 the picture on your campaign of the eye is, uh, you know, with, with 72 on it. Um, it caught my attention certainly. Nice. And I clicked in and started to read through and, and the, the, you know, the, the storyline sounded good. Uh, I, you know, you do a little bit of research and, and this isn't your first film, it's your second right. film. And, um, and so you, 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 you kind of go through things and see who else is going to be in it and where's it at in the production process and the timing of everything, where's the filming and, and it all, it all added up and it all made sense. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then just, you know, communicating with you directly, you were, you were great. I thought, well, this is somebody that I, that if, you know, if I'm going to do it, I want to work with really good people and people that are going to make it a good experience. And, and you know, you, it seemed to fit the bill. So I was excited about the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we do truly appreciate it. It's funny that you mentioned the eye because we just had a new perk that we launched and like within a day we sold out of it. Um, the first 10 minutes we sold one of the perks and we had two available. We had like a prop eye that we're going to be using in one of the, one of the scenes. And uh, if you if you sign up for the uh, for the um, if you get that perk, you get that prop eyeball that we're going to be using. So uh, nice, yeah. That's I, thought, I thought that was pretty clever, exciting so. and gross. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, not to give anything away, but if you want to throw out a perk, I'll sign that gas can. Uh, awesome. And and, <laughs> and yeah, you can, I will talk. You can, to, uh, actually, I'll talk to uh, Carl about this. See what he says. It's actually not a bad idea. I, I'll sign it, and I'll, and I'll make sure DJ signs it too. Awesome. Yes. So we, I mean, me and Carl, um, we have a meeting sometime this week. Um, it was supposed to be last night, but he wanted to work on the script and supposed to be tonight, but I told him before 730 because my cousin's going to be, she's my personal trainer. So she's going to do it over Zoom. So she's going to be uh, doing that at 730 with me. And I don't know how I'm going to be feeling after that. So I told him <laughs> if he's free yeah. at six, we can do that. So uh, I can mention it to him because I know what he wants to talk about. What are we going to do with the funds for Indiegogo? Like what, like what, you know, percentages of, you know, of what we have yeah. so far is going to go where. And I know a lot of it's going to go into SFX because we, I mean, that's a major part of the film. Like if this it's, film it's is not going to succeed. Yeah, this film will not succeed if we don't have an SFX, a good SFX, believable SFX, and also believable acting. Like those are the two primary forces that are really going to make this movie, you know, you know, basically a ride or die type of thing, like a really good film or a really bad one. Yeah, well, I think, and, and you know, what I've read so far, what, what Carl put together, what you guys put together, it's really well written, and yeah. so you know, a good script is a is a you know, it's a great place to start from yeah. an acting perspective. Like you know what you're getting into, and yeah. you know where you're going with it, which helps. Absolutely, and Carl, he's he's very organized, very detailed, and that's one reason why I have him as part of my executive team because he is very organized very you know, i mean you need that with a production team like he wasn't part of our first movie which made it very disorganized and we had we didn't have that great of a director and like you know what i mean like we had a oh, we had a good cast of crew 
but it's just one of those things that we weren't we weren't prepared it was our first movie we made mistakes we learned from it and now and carl wasn't an executive until like basically the end of the project i think the film might have been over when we promoted it so like i mean i'm so glad he's a part of it now because he wrote the script he's directing this movie he's doing the filming like the camera work of the movie director of photographers so he's doing a lot of roles for it and he's really good at all of that. I don't know if you saw our Friday the 13th movie on YouTube, our fan film, short film. It's like maybe 18 minutes or so long. And it's a lot yeah. better than the first movie. And uh, Carl uh, did all the director of photography stuff for that and produced the movie as well. And uh, he did a real, like, if you just look at the camera work, it's really good compared to, you know, you know, sound. So you can see the difference based on the, the people you get involved. Yeah. Really yeah. Good DP and good lighting with, with, uh, with, with the right SFX and, you know you're in business i mean it's you have to have everything right to make it to make it a great movie absolutely and this a lot of people don't realize there's a lot more involved in making a movie than just you know getting a group of your friends together getting you know a you know a camcorder and you know getting a yeah. little bit of lights and that making it work because there is a lot involved and i mean a lot of it is money like and that's where the indiegogo campaign you know campaigns come to play like we had an indiegogo for sound but it wasn't we only made like maybe 200 bucks compared to Right now we have, I think it's like almost twenty-five or twenty-six hundred dollars in our, you know, raised so far. So, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, the Indigo was really helped because, I mean, we're going to make the movie whether we reach our goal or not. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, the fact is that, you know, it, without, you know, people like yourself, like we wouldn't be, it would be a lot harder to get it made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yep. So, what are you looking forward to the most about seventy-two? Um. Well, you know, like my scene's a pretty powerful scene and, uh, and um, the, the, uh, you know, I don't want to get in, I don't want to give anything away, but it's going, you know, it's going to be an interesting, tough scene to film and to act in. But I, I, you know, I I like that. I'm excited about that. Um, And I I think the story is, is really good. Uh, And so when you have that combination, um, you're you're there's there's a lot to look forward to and uh you know and then for me personally it's it's another you know another project i I just started in january and i think i've got seven projects booked for this year and you know which is which is great and and um you know i want to i want to sort of build on my experiences and 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 really at the end of the day it's if i can find like good people that I like working with and want to work with more. Uh, it is, you know, this isn't, your plan is not to have this be your last film. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, so you, you find people you like working with, you find people that, that do good work and you just, you just keep re-upping. And yeah. you guys are doing another movie. I'd love to back it and be involved and, awesome. and jump in. And, and uh, you know, the, like the first movie I did, uh, Shadow Marsh, um, after, you know, I was done filming, I, I, I talked to the, writer and and uh dp and and um actually he was doing the sound on that uh a guy named matt fessel and uh him and matt leal and and you know we already talked about their next project and and you know sort of through that progress um they expanded them they're going to add a couple of scenes to the movie they asked me to come back out and and film those as well so i'm I'm gonna take i'm gonna play a different character than a cult member um but it's you know it's it's because I like them. They're, they're really good guys. And, um, you know, that's what you're looking for, you know, whether you're a backer or, or, you know, just starting your acting career, it's find people you want to work with that do good work and and stick with them. 
Absolutely. And we do have another project that it's not in the works yet. I mean, I'm not really writing the script for it yet. I'm waiting a little bit until 72 is finished to see how that comes out. Um, but uh, I know it, it's going to be, it was supposed to be the sequel to Samhain, but we're now rebooting Samhain and we're making it, we're going to keep a lot of the same stuff, but we're also going to be adding stuff. We're going to be like, we're going to definitely be doing more of a backstory, more of a story. Mm-hmm. We're going to be changing some of the characters around, some of the storylines around. So it's going to, we're actually adding a lot of really impressive death scenes. So, I mean, awesome. So that, that's one thing we would like to, that we're going to be working on as well. That's been public knowledge for the, almost a year now. I think it was originally announced that our premiere for the first sound was supposed to be a sequel. And then, of course, 72 was originally going to be called Killer Party. But as Carl started writing the script and everything, he's like, you know what? 72 makes more sense now that I'm writing it. And for the reason why is 72 hours of quarantine. So, and it really, right. it makes sense because of what we're going to in today's world with this pandemic. So yeah, really are a little more familiar with quarantining now than they used to be. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how did you get involved with uh, Scream Bloody Murder? Uh, I was, um, I was filming a movie called Christmas Slasher in uh out and down in southern texas outside of san antonio and um just as uh, sort of sort of i don't know my personality but i just volunteered to help with anything else they needed to do when i went when i when i wasn't filming my scenes and so um uh they asked me if i would make a couple runs to the airport and pick people up that were flying in and uh i picked up uh a guy named mike ferguson um who's in he's like a, a, a actually a really hot actor right now uh, he, he's in everything, um, picked him up at the airport and, and we really hit it off. And, and, uh, he asked me if I'd heard about screen bloody murder yet. And I, I, I had, because it's, uh, 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 Sean, Sean Phillips, it's his directorial debut. Nice. And then he was the next person I picked up at the airport. So Sean and I had 45 minutes to an hour in the car and we talked and we talked about the potential roles that I could, that might be a fit for me. And, and we really hit it off and he's, and he, you know, he's a great guy. Um, I, I kind of joked with him. I was like, I was really hoping I would pick him up and he would be like awful or rude or mean because, <laughs> you know, like his, his cool dude or videos and, and, you know, all of his stuff he's done. And I mean, he's in, you know, a third of every one out of every three indie horror films made. Um, right. And, uh, but he's just a really genuine down to earth guy that was, you know, he was excited about the project, excited about directing and, and uh, you said I was playing Dan Sanders. I'm actually playing Dean Sanders. I'm the, the dean of a cheerleading camp. Oh, okay. um, so uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a role I was born to play. Um, right. But it's, it's the biggest role I've had so far. I've, I've, I've got a, you know, a, a fair amount of lines. And it's going to be some really funny stuff. And, mm-hmm. and like the cast is, is shaping up to be just phenomenal. Uh, you know, they just added uh, Scout Taylor Compton, who's from Rob Zombie Halloween movies and and, uh, you know, she's she's starting the movie. Um, so it's it's really exciting. And uh, it's you know, it's a bigger role than what I normally aspired to to go for. Uh, but, you know, Sean's so great to work with and, and such a good person that, you know, I, I know he'll take good care of me. I know he'll you know, the uh, uh, Will's writing a script that will you know, that that won't be I, you know, I'm not going to have a, a, a four page uh you know dialogue where i you know where it's an emotional scene it's not that type of movie um but it you know it's stuff i can do and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun and awesome. and uh, i'm really looking forward to to being in it that's awesome it really is like i'm looking forward to seeing it. i heard about scout taylor compton being involved and that that's really exciting because 
I mean, I, I, I like the Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Obviously, I'm an 80s baby. Like, I, I was born in 89, but I'm an eight, I love the 80s horror slashers. But uh, so, like, the original always has a place in my heart. But I did love yeah. the scout Taylor Compton did, you know, making Lauren Strode her own and different from what John Carpenter made her. You know what I mean? It really showed the difference. Like, her, it showed her acting ability to make it into her own role. Because, yeah. you know, filling Jamie Lee Curtis's shoes is not easy. <laughs> It's an iconic role that everybody knows, and and you're right. She she made it her own, and she and she just I mean she killed it. It was yeah. it was really really well done. Um, and you know like you start talking about like you know who do you want to work with like dream jobs like I, I would I would do I would play any part in any Rob Zombie movie because yeah. they're, they're you know they're just really really good. Absolutely. So how did you get involved with Shadow Marsh? It was really through Indiegogo, and I reached out to um, to Matt Fessel and uh, connected with him, and, and he was really genuine and easy to talk to. And you know, I said it's my first movie ever. Uh, the last time, uh, the, the last time I did any type of performing was like thirty years ago, doing some stand up. And I hosted a TV show, and I did all the commercials for the TV show, and and all that kind of stuff. But you know, that was I, I was like a kid still in college, and. Um, and so he was like, no, 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 you'll be great. And it'll, you know, we'll, we'll make it easy for you. And the, you know, it's, it's going to be real straightforward. And, and so I, I found it through Indiegogo and, nice. and read through it. And I, you know, I, I like the storyline and, um, and I, I actually was very fortunate. They, they had just finished a movie called hacked and I watched it and I was like, this is, they made it during quarantine. So like almost every scene is just one person. Um, and uh, and I thought it was a really good movie. And I was like, well, geez, these are people I want to work with and jumped right in. Absolutely. That's really cool. I mean, is Shadow Marsh out yet? No, they're they're in post right now. Okay. Uh, we're going to film. So I'm going I'm going to meet with them in June to film uh, just a, a couple more scenes. Um, and uh, but they're I, I think they're targeting probably end of August, early September. Nice. And uh, to, to, you know, roll it out and, you know, like, like most people making horror films, they want to get them out uh, maybe mid September to early yeah. October or get them out for Halloween and get people Absolutely. watching. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got the same timeline. Right. So do you go like the, the, the different states for these films? Like, you know, for example, if you live for, I don't know where you live, but if you live, say in Mississippi, for example, like do you go to like Texas and Arkansas, like wherever they film. Yeah, I'll go any place. Uh, and it's, you know, I'm fortunate. I, I, I don't have a full-time job. I do some consulting work just to, you know, just to have something to do. But like, you know, retiring, like really retiring and having the ability to go any place, any time. Um, I got a, I got a, I, I did a, a, a project for a Showtime series in Atlanta and, um, and the, the, I was a featured extra. Um, so I didn't, they, I had a line when I got there, the director um, cut the line, uh, which is fine. Um, it's the director that did Bird Box, um, oh, okay. who was so it was really exciting to like work with her. Um, she's a little mm -hmm. scary, uh, <laughs> maybe a little intimidating, um, but uh, yeah. But she was, I mean, like she knows what she's doing. And um, so that casting company called me yesterday and said, "Hey, we're shooting Billions in upstate New York. Can you be there tomorrow with a negative COVID test?" And I was like, you know, uh, I would, <laughs> I can't give me, you know, give me two days notice to get a COVID test and get to upstate New York. But, you know, like I, I'll, I'll do any place, do anything, go any place. If it's, you know, if it's good people and the good, you know, 
a good opportunity. And, and Absolutely. so, you know, then billions is a great show. I, I wish I could do it. And I, I told him like, I'll, if there's, you know, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, five weeks from now, give me a call. I'll, I'll, you know, give me 48 hours notice and I'll be there. Absolutely. So um, if you could choose one actor and one actress, you could pick a male and a female to work with, who would it be and why? So uh, if it could be anybody, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's just like, he just has such an infectious personality. Um, he's just, I don't know. I, he's not the most talented actor, but maybe he is. I don't know. His, but he seems like just a great person. And I love Deadpool, Deadpool 2, the Deadpool yeah. Christmas movie. Um, uh, you know, I, I, when I was a kid, I was watching him in, I wasn't a kid, I think I was in college, but uh, two guys, a girl in a pizza shop, which he, he cracked me up in that. Um, in, in the in the horror genre, it'd be Rob Zombie. I'd, I'd love to be in one of his movies in, in, in any part. That'd be fantastic. Um, from an actress standpoint, um, do you know who Phoebe Waller-Bridge is? I don't. So she did a show called Fleabag, and it's on uh, probably Amazon Prime or Netflix. Um, and it's one of my favorite shows ever. It's a, it, nice. it's it's just fantastic. And then she wrote and produced a Hulu show. It's not a Hulu show. It's a BBC show, but it's on Hulu called Killing Eve, which is really good. I heard and of that. She's, oh, yeah. yeah, she's, I, I think she's incredibly talented and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to work with her or anything. Um, from the horror genre, uh, which isn't really horror, but uh, Rona Mitra, who replaced Kate Beckinsale in the Underworld movies. And, yeah. and um, yeah, I, there's something about her that I would, you know, I would certainly enjoy spending time with her, I'm guessing. That's awesome. Awesome. So which horror movie is your favorite and why? That's a tough one. Because it, it, like you said, like you're an 80s baby. Like yeah. I, the first scary movie I ever saw was Salem's Lot. And I had nightmares about it for a long, long time. Nice. Um, the one that uh, I would say like stuck with me uh, was the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because it, it seemed plausible you get in your dreams and you can't get them out and, you know, don't go to sleep like that. You know, when you're, I don't know, 15 years old, like that sticks in your head like and it's happening to people that were my age so it, it you know it sort of added up um i there's a foreign film called audition uh okay. which is just fantastic it's got like this torture scene that will stick with you um i, I, I got the list is too long it follows is such a slow burn of a horror film but and i don't even know if it's a horror film per se but it's really good um yeah. Uh, for like jump scares, uh, the descent is fantastic, uh, oh, and, and <laughs> yeah, and then the the scene in Hereditary where the little girl meets her end, like yeah. I, I was watching that in my basement, and you know, like paying attention, but not a hundred percent paying attention, and that happened, and I I it startled me, I I backed it up and watched it again, backed it up, watched it again, I was like, well this movie just took a turn that I was not anticipating, but so yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So which like horror subgenre do you like the most? Like are you in the slashes, paranormal, uh, suspense? It's all over the place. Like I, I really love like sort of the thriller horror movies that are, that mm -hmm. are, um, you know, there's some foundation that could yeah. be true or real. Um, but then like, you know, I watched I've seen Sinister a couple of times and, and you know it's just it's it's really well done the conjuring movies they're all fantastic 
Um, I, so I don't, I don't really stick to any genre, but I think that in part is because I, I literally try to watch a movie every single day. Right. So you yeah. can't, you can't just stick to one genre. You're, you know, every day you're watching something. Right. My go-to is, is obviously slasher. I, my first horror film I've ever seen was a six years old, Friday the 13th part seven of the new blood. I'm actually friends with Laura Park Lincoln. And she yelled at me about that. <laughs> He's like, I would never let my children watch a, watch my movie at seven, six years old. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. That's probably a little too young. Yeah, well, listen to this story. I, I usually tell all my Friday the 13th uh, guests that I have on about this, and I'll tell you this one. This is really like coincidental and very scary. So I was maybe 10-ish, 11-ish at the time, and I was watching, I believe it was Friday the 13th. I want to say part four, I want to say. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but it was definitely Friday the 13th but I'm pretty sure it was part four and it was a Friday the 13th that day. So on TV, they were having a Friday the 13th marathon. And sure. it, it was, you know, it was a thunderstorm out in our area on a Friday the 13th. Like how spooky can that be? And my parents are in the other room, whatever. I don't know what they were doing, but they were in the other room. Like just, I don't know if they were like cleaning up or whatever they were doing. But anyways, I was uh, watching in the living room on Friday the 13th. And, um, and next thing you know, Jason is uh, taking like that electrical box or whatever. And he's trying to rip it off and turn the power off. So he does that right when he turned their power off, our power went off at the same time. Oh my exact god. Exact same time. So how high did you jump? I jumped so high, like I literally ran into the room that my parents were in. And I go, Mommy, Daddy, Mommy, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. They're like, What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, Jason's coming for me. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I was watching Friday the 13th and he turned the power off and our power went off. He's like, That's why you don't watch scary movies. <laughs> yes the um the, the funny thing is is that if he actually was coming of course your parents would believe you uh right. like that's the that happens in every movie there's something bad gonna happen no there's not you're making yeah. it up and plus i'm a 10 year old kid at the time and when you're a kid mm -hmm. um when you're like you know actually a kid like nobody's gonna believe you about something like that like for example child's play nobody believes the kid yeah. that Ch chucky's really alive and you know, I mean, who would believe a 10-year-old boy that a doll is possessed? Yes. Like, who's going to believe course. a 10-year-old boy that Jason Voorhees is coming after them? Yeah, because the power went out. Of course not. Exactly. That. It's just so silly. But, it, it, I mean, that's the premise of all the horror movies. The adults don't believe the kids. And then, you know, the kids look like they're crazy. And next thing yeah. you know, you know, they're, the kids are actually correct. It is, it is a, uh, an, uh, even when it's an adult, like they try and explain to their friend and their friend's like, yeah, you're, you're losing it. You're Let's get you to some you sort of institution. And, the mom got bit by Chucky and she did, and she tried yeah. to explain to the cop and he's like, you're crazy. You're just insane. Yes. Your doll bit you. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and you already answered about, uh, what movie got you started in becoming a horror fan. I believe you said it was Salem's Law, right? Yeah, which is like an old school vampire movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's there's a scene in it where like the, the little brother becomes a vampire and like flies up to the window. And yeah. I have a little brother and something happened one night. He got scared and he came into my room, climbed to my bed. I freaked out, started screaming, kicking him, <laughs> pushing him out of the bed. And it, it was probably like two years after I saw the movie, but I was pretty sure that uh that he is a vampire and coming to get me and and the other thing from that movie that really sticks to me i remember the song that was on the radio when the movie ended and my my dad sent me up to go to bed and there, i had a little clock radio and there was a song playing and you know to this day if i hear that song on the radio i get sort of like 
just the heebie-jeebies. I'm like, oh, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> Another story I have, I told this on the Diana Manoff I interviewed the other day, I believe it was Saturday, interviewed her. And she obviously played Maggie Peterson in Child's Play, um, the, you know, the, the, I guess, the aunt or whatever, the best friend or whatever that fell down. The, uh, you know, she got hit with the toy hammer and fell out the window yeah. and on the ground. And uh, I was telling her the story that uh, when I was younger, I was about, how old was I? Like, I was probably like maybe 11 or 12-ish. My cousin, who was younger than me, she was, I was, she was like six or seven at the time. I said, do you want to watch a movie with me? And she goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's watch a movie. What movie are we going to watch, Scotty? I said, how about we watch Toy Story? She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I would love to watch Toy Story. I love that movie. Like, awesome. So I put it in and she's looking at it. And she's like, it doesn't look like Toy Story to me. I said, oh, it's there's a lot of toys in it. You'll you'll see. You'll love it. It was child play. And she was traumatized <laughs> from it. She couldn't, she couldn't sleep for a while. I actually told my aunt Candy, uh, who's her mom, about um about uh, me telling Dinah the story. And I and my cousin Destiny was with her. And uh and she and Dinah said, Tell Destiny if she needs any uh if she needs any therapy, she's here to talk. So I told Candy that and she told Destiny, and Destiny goes goes, tell her I need therapy. I'm still terrified of Chucky. But it backfired <laughs> on me because I got afraid of Chucky after that moment because I only seen Child Play once. And I, like, way years before, and it didn't really yeah. stick with me, but that, this is this time it did. And I couldn't see a Chucky doll, like, for years. Like, I could, I was think it's a, it's a surprisingly good movie that people, yeah. people sort of undervalue, like, how actually yeah. scary it was. Yeah. Because it's a silly concept, but it was, it was well, and they made a bunch of them and they got kind of worse and worse. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, it, it's yeah, a good movie. Yeah, then we went into, you know, Chucky and his bride, and then his, then they end up consummating their marriage, and then they end up having, yeah. having, a, having a, doll, a doll child. A doll baby, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly was great. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly, is, she is the bomb. Like, she's amazing. I love her. Yeah. I would love to interview her one day, but she she definitely is great. I did interview Alex Vincent, who played Little Andy, and I interviewed Christina Lee, who played Kyle in part two. And, yeah, I interviewed nice. part of quite a few people from there um but yeah i mean it's funny because when i interviewed andy barclay uh, andy barclay alex vincent that's what i was gonna say i ended up uh introduced doing my introduction welcome you know the slash of scotty mm -hmm. and i was but i said i have on the phone with me right now and i mean alex vincent he said i asked him how he's doing he's like i'm doing great thank you for uh having me scotty and uh, you were gonna call me andy weren't you <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry he's like don't worry i get it all the time it happens <laughs> it happens <laughs> So the next question I got for you. Um, so what advice do you have for any aspiring indie film fan that would like to take a stab at becoming an actor, but don't know where to start? I, I so honestly, the, um, uh, the easiest thing to do, and I, I didn't do this is a, a lot of movies work vloggers into uh, a lot of movies these days that work vloggers into the script and make it a viable part of the movie. And it's a, it's a really a relatively inexpensive um, uh, way to do something from home that you can look if you want to have 50 takes, nobody cares. And uh, because you're just going to send one in, that's going to be your final version that you approve that'll be used in the film. Um, and, and, you know, like funny story, my the first movie I did was Shadow Marsh, the first we got every, we, we, they did the blocking, they did the lighting, we're filming, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and the, they, they, they're like, they're like camera set, lighting is good, are we ready? Okay. And I start, I start with my lines. And, and Matt, the director is like, a lot of people wait till I say action. 
but uh, you were off to a good start. And it was, was just so nice about it. But it's, you know, it's like horrifically embarrassing. And you feel like an idiot. And there's a whole bunch yeah. of people standing around and you got to start from scratch. But like, that's the easiest thing to do to get in is, is find a movie, um, you know, find people that they're doing their second movie, their third movie, their fifth movie. Um, find people that will, that respond if you reach out to them or, or try and connect with them. And, uh, and, and, and then, you know, start with something like a vlogger where you can yeah. do it from home. And if it takes, you know, you can show it to eight of your friends or your parents or your, you know, your, your next door neighbor and say, hey, you know, do I, do I look okay? Is this all right? Like I look at myself on camera and I think, ah, oh, geez, I'm really like bald today. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, so I don't get a lot of calls for leading men. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you, you can, you can do it over and over and over again until you think it looks right and then submit it. And then you're in the movie. Um, uh, so that's, I, I think that's an easy way to get started. Um, honestly, if you're, if you're on the fence, just, just becoming a backer and just doing, you know, $5, $50, do yeah. you know, go, go for something bigger for, for an associate producer credit. So, um, I, I think that, uh, the, the advice that I got when I was on my first, when I was on the set of shadow marsh was, um, a lot of times there'll be a perk where you can shadow the crew for the day. Yeah. And, um, and, and that type of perk where you can just kind of be there and see what happens and help and, and, you know, learn and, and see what it's like for the actors and actresses and, and yeah. what they're doing to prep. Um, and then you'll feel a little more confident walking onto set the next time, the next time out. Um, or do what I do, which is, you know, take a part, get your lines. They're all in Latin, uh, learn how to say them based on, based on Google translate, uh, and, uh, and show up ready to go. Uh, and one thing to remember about, like, even when, like when you're on set, like if you make a mistake, don't be embarrassed about it because it, that's the best part is making the mistakes because the blooper reel afterwards is so much funnier. <laughs> yeah. I love the blooper the, reels. There is. And, and that I think is the other, the other sort of component to it is that in this space, uh, sort of the independent horror film space, I, people are pretty forgiving and pretty jovial and pretty yeah. nice all the time. I, yeah. you know, I have yet to see anybody get, get all worked up because somebody couldn't get their lines out. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen someone that couldn't get their lines out and they just said, well, you know, what do you, how would you say that? I right. said, well, then say it that way. Because, you know, the point of every scene is to get from point A to point B. And, right. and um, you know, you're, you're just moving the story along. Uh, so you want to, you know, you want to make it your own. Uh, you, you don't want to take it upon yourself on your first film to just rewrite the script for what how you think it should be written. Um, I don't think that would be appreciated. But, uh, you know, and, and then I think the other piece, and this was, this was advice that I got um, from a guy named uh, Timothy Schuyler Dunnigan. Um, uh, try and be normal. Try not to interfere. Uh, when they're rolling, be quiet. Uh, don't be a jerk. Don't, don't ask for anything extra, like be a normal person, treat people with respect and, yeah. and, you know, do your best work. And, Absolutely. and, and not everybody does that. Uh, yeah, I, like I've been on, I, yeah, I've been on a handful of sets. I, I, I and that, on that set, I was on in, in Atlanta for, um, for the first wives, uh, the Showtime series. Like a lot, of, like we're just extras and featured extras or background actors, I think is what they refer to them on set. Um, but like people were complaining the whole time. It's like, well, 
you sign up for this. We're not, you know, we're not getting paid hardly anything. So maybe make it a good experience. Don't complain. But like coming onto your set, be a good person, be nice, be respectful, know what you're there to do and do your best and and listen. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not giving Carl what he's looking for, he's going to tell me what he's looking for. And I try and do that. Exactly. And uh, one advice I got, this is before Greystone Films came to what it, you know, became a thing. Um, I worked for another like indie production company type thing uh, out of Ashland. Um, his name uh, it was with my 11th grade English teacher. And I was out of high school at the time, obviously. Um, and his name is uh, Chess Jack. This is his stage name. His real name is Charlie Rice. Um, I worked for him and I it originally started when I was, I have a couple books published and one of them was on uh, Friday the 13th. And uh, I ended up uh, promoting that on a show. Um, and then he asked me if I wanted to be a part of the production company. And it wasn't really to make movies or anything like that. It was more of like a movie review type of thing, like kind of do your own thing. So I have my own thing called Scotty Culture Shock. I'm a weird person mm-hmm. in real life. Like I, I really like to have fun, be goofy and all that. But for some reason, when I was in front of the camera, and I'm good at being goofy and even in front of the camera, but I was supposed to be, you know, I wasn't supposed to be Scotty McCoy me. I was supposed to be Scotty McCoy, the host of the show. And I couldn't, and I there was like certain lines of my script that had to be like weird like emphasize it and I really couldn't do it because I was like embarrassed because of you know the people like behind the scenes and doing it on camera and everything like that for whatever reason I was so embarrassed to not be myself but to be this character and he told me he gave me a really good piece of advice and uh, I'll definitely pass this along to everybody is that when you're on set you're gonna feel embarrassed it's produced it's a produced material you're being a character embrace it embrace that character because Mm -hmm. you're you're signing up to be this person you're not yourself you're being you're doing a produced role so so you know let it slide out as as natural as it's supposed to be and even to this day i still have difficulty like i'm going to be playing james kreiser in uh in um 72 and he's like one of the main roles but like not as not like one of the main group roles like i don't think i'm seen to like halfway through the movie or something like that um but uh or something like that but uh anyways uh he uh is a uh he's a uh you know I, even like in sound when i I played the main nerd in sound and i i was just it was hard for me to be that character at times it was hard for me to be goofy on set and be somebody that i'm not and i have to i always think of that advice he gave me it's 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 a produced role so embrace the produce the produced role and go right into character and show yeah. you know and just be that person Pretend you're no longer Scotty McCoy. You are Jordan Hathaway or you are X, Y, and Z, whoever you're playing, be that person and step foot into their shoes, what's on the paper. And it's sometimes it's easier said than done, but that's that's the advice he gave me. And when he told me that, I every time I think of that, I get I, I take a deep breath. I think B, and then whatever the name is, B, James Kreiser. And then mm-hmm. I jump right into that position. And I and I and it works. It it always works for me. And I think that, um, so the, the, the advice that I got, and I was actually driving to the set of Shadow Marsh, and I called a buddy of mine from California that's an actor. Um, and I was like, just, you know, give me like, and he's taken all of Vincent Chase's uh, acting classes and, you know, he's been doing it for years and, and he's done some good stuff. And um, he's like, he's like I, I can give you three words and you just remember these three words and you'll be fine. Don't do, be. Don't say the lines. Don't do the, what the character is doing. Be the character. Be the lines. Yeah. Like, like just be it. And you're, you're going to be a cult member. Be a cult member. Talk like cult members talk. I was like, I don't know how. I've never been in a cult. 
And he's like, you've seen movies with cults talk like that the way they talk, you know, use like a right. deeper voice when you're calling out, like try and make your voice boom. Um, you know, but if you're, if I'm, you know, if I'm playing some, uh, you know, some, some stoner, I know what stoners look like and act like yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I don't really have the look, but um, you know, but, but I can play the part, just mimic that and, and, you know, try and get into it as best you can and find something that is you that's in that part and then utilize that. Yeah. And, uh, and you'll, and you know, it, it's re it can be really, really difficult or it can come yeah. really naturally. And, and it depends on the script and like the character and the director. And don't be afraid to do your homework. Lara Park Lincoln told me that she, uh, and she says this in a lot of interviews too, but she told me this, that when she was, you know, when she was uh, before she, like, even when she auditioned for the role, when she got the part for Tina in Friday the 13th part seven, the character's tele telekinetic. She has telekinetic powers. So she mm -hmm. uh, went to see a psychic. She researched telekinesis. She did all this stuff so she knows what the character is supposed to do. It's easy to say and see it on the paper and see what you're supposed to do. That's another thing to actually perform it the way it's, the way that it actually you know is supposed to be performed. So it's not yeah. so it looks like how it really would be and not come off as well. That's not how telekinesis really works. Why is she doing it that way? She's, she's researching and doing her work, going to see psychics, doing this, doing that. So she can yeah. actually study the material. So what she sees on the paper is tells her to do, but it's not going to tell her how to tilt her head or how to look. You know, she's doing it yeah. because she's that's why the studying tells her how to do the facial movements, how to you know be how to have her body posture and how to do all that stuff. That's what the research will do. So definitely do your research on any character you have, especially if they're a specific character, whether they're a stoner. I'm not saying go get high, but you know right. if you're a stoner. Re watch videos of people that are stoned and see how they talk see how they if you don't know because not everybody does you know marijuana and all that so if you don't know yeah then you know do your research watch the video watch a youtube video on how people talk when they have when they're i you know just stuff like that yeah well to get ready for your movie i'm literally spending four hours a day tied to a tree so yes four hours every day i'm hoping for nice weather <laughs> absolutely so uh, okay so what about any uh, advice for people that are donors that want to back indie horror uh, indie crowdfunding campaigns any advice to them uh, so uh, there is there's there's a ton of opportunities and um you know I, I my suggestion would be find some of the facebook groups that are promoting and supporting the campaigns um you'll see some campaigns that get more love than others um, and the ones that are getting more love are probably like filmmakers that people want to be working with that do good work. And the ones that don't get a ton of love maybe are people don't like them that much. Right. Um, I would, uh, I, I, so the, the, the first one that I came across, the, the very first one that I came across when I was doing my research where uh, it was a movie the Mahal brothers were doing out of Vegas. And like, I was blown away that they're raising a couple hundred thousand dollars with their movies. Yeah. And so I read everything I could. I watched all their movies um, uh, that are out that are available to see and, uh, and was really impressed with sort of the, the scale at which they've grown to work. And it seems like their movies, if you watch them in order, are getting better and better as they go. That's better true. script, better, better effects, better everything um, as, as they progress. Um, so like just, I, I think if you immerse yourself in it, you'll, you'll come to your own conclusions. Like I haven't done a Mahal movie. Um, and, and I, 
I don't know if they're right for me. Like, I, I think I'm better off with the, with like a movie like 72 or Shadow Marsh or Christmas Slasher um, or Scream Bloody Murder. Um, and, and, you know, that where, where it's more in my wheelhouse. And I, I think from my perspective, probably more, I'll, I'll just feel better about it. I'll, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't need, and, it, and it's funny because like everyone talks about, well, you know, get, you know if you're going to do that, get a producer credit also. I don't really need producer credits. Like I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't really, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't really care about that. I just like the idea of being in the movies. Um, and, and it's sort of, what we talked about at the, at the very beginning and it goes in the opposite way of sort of my advice. Like, I don't really want to be a vlogger because I, I, I want some direction. I want someone to, to sort of drive me to where I want to get to. Um, but the other piece to it is like, I, I just backed a, a movie for some filmmaker She's, I don't know, from somewhere in Europe and, and she's, it's a, it's a documentary on Stephen King films and love Stephen King films. Um, they're just, I mean, there's, I love the books. Um, it's funny. Cause I, I like my kids asked, like we, I, I was watching the movie it and, um, and realized I never finished the book because <laughs> it, it's just so much. Like I've, i I think I've read it like three times and I've gotten to like five page 500, 600, somewhere in there but I've never been able to finish it. And, and, but the movie does a good job. So I, I'm, I'm good there. And um, you know, but if you, if you can find projects that you believe in, then make a contribution. And, and we talked about this earlier, $5 can make the difference between enough blood or not enough blood. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, and if there's 25 people trying to figure out, well, should I get $5 or $10 or just click off? Um, geez, just do five, do 10, do what, you know, do whatever you can do because you're my $5 on, on 15 different projects can, you know, can, can make a difference for people like you that want to make your second film better than your first and your third film better than your second and, and just keep raising the bar for yourself. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, I really, I don't know a lot of people that can't swing five bucks, 10 bucks, 25 bucks. I know people that can't do a hundred or 200 or 500, um, right. but do what you can because you're going to make such a difference for the people that are doing something that is so creative. And, 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 you know, Blair Witch was made for, you know, for like eight bucks and, yeah. you know, it, it's uh, percentage wise, I think it's still the highest grossing film in the history of film. Right. percentage wise because they literally made it for nothing and and it right. you know i don't know did like a billion dollars um right. so like know that you might be contributing to that and you yeah. know it's kind of exciting to have your name attached to it forever i helped Absolutely. i helped make that movie yeah and the thing is like um and if if for whatever reason you can't contribute to the smallest five dollars you, you it does it causes nothing to share it because you're one it costs share, nothing to share it. one share from you can equal you know 20 Five dollar donations from your friends that might want to be a part of it that didn't know about yeah. it until you shared it. So, and also to back off on like, like to go off on what you said about about like you know if somebody doesn't have a lot of you know money uh, like to it that you know they might not you know be that good to work with. You might not. I mean, that might be the case. But also, don't do your research on them. You'd be like, this is a good premise, but I don't know about these filmmakers and they're not making a lot of money. So do your research on them. You know, ask around. There's people like Noelle Berger and. Angel Bradford and Matt Anderson, Matt Burns, you know, Jimmy Presley, people that have backed a ton of campaigns and are big in the indie horror community that will know um, if these people are trustworthy or if they're scam artists, because there was that one campaign 
Once upon a nightmare that promised everything under the sun, including the kitchen sink, aka yeah. Kane Hodder, and you know, being like seen with Kane Hodder, but it, it was all a lie. So things like that can happen. Um, and that's where you know your reputation comes into play because reputation, not just in the indie horror industry, but reputation in general is a big thing because once you taint your reputation and have a bad reputation, then it's hard to get that trust back and to get good, you know, get that, that sense of trust back. So yeah, definitely, um, 100%. you know, that, so definitely like, you know, reach out to people that would know because, and if they don't know that I'm sure they would, you know, swing you in the right direction of who would know. Um, you know. Well, and I, I think that's a, you know, as silly as it seems, you know, Facebook's a, a, a real, it's a very easy way to, to sort of check, um, yeah. you know, like, uh, so I think after the first project, every, every movie I've considered, like I'll, I'll shoot uh, Mike Ferguson a text and say, Hey, do you know anything about this person or that person? And he always answers. And he's, you know, he's a, he's a busy guy and he's in a lot of stuff. Um, and, and working, you know, seven days a week. Um, but he'll always take time to answer a text. And, and as would I, if somebody, you know, you can find me, find me on Facebook and say, Hey, you worked with, uh, you know, with, with these guys on this movie, how was it? Right. It was a great experience. And I'll be honest, if it was a bad experience, I'd tell you. Um, but, uh, you know, Christmas slasher was a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and destiny is, is amazing and, and goofy and nutty and awesome all sort of at the same time, but it makes for a fun set. And, and so, you know, she's, she's got another project in the works. I want to be part of it. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. And also reaching out to the filmmaker, if you reach out to the filmmaker, like Mike and myself, like, and we respond yeah. back right away and it doesn't have to be like immediately after even like, but when you have that conversation, it builds the trust level and you can be like, well, I got a sense of this person's personality and what they're, what they're of, because you could tell if they're like, kind of like, well, you know, they don't care about it or if they actually. Here's a link to the campaign. Thank you. Huh? Here's a link to the campaign. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, or if, you know, you know, or it's like, you know, you talk a little bit about it. We talk about it. You could tell we care, especially by our shout outs. We don't just yeah. shout it out on the Gravestone Films fan page. I do like, you know, not really a generic one. It's not like, hey, thank you or whatever. We give like a, a very positive, you know, thank you. Like you rock or, you know, thank you. We wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do this without your help type of thing. And then I share it on my personal page, you know, with different text. And Carl does his with a more creative personal one and tags them in it. Because we, we don't mm -hmm. want it to be all the same, you know, generic text like thank you, you rock and everything. We do that as our main one. And then Carl will do his own. And like, you know, make them feel more personal. I'll do my own to make them feel happy and, you know, to make them feel happy. So technically for $5, you're not just getting a shout out. You're getting a shout out on the fan page and you're getting, you know, a shout out from Carl on his with a very cool, you know, funny message that'll make you smile. And then another message from me on my personal page. So you're getting three shout outs for $5 and that's just the, yeah. you know, the $5 one. And then you can get like, you know, the $10 or $250 and they, every single perk we have has a shout out. So you're always going to get a shout out. And also to let everybody know, you don't have to donate, you know, to be in the movie just to get a your name in the end credits. You can get $10, get your name in the end credits, but that also includes an IMDb credit for a special thanks. Yeah. So that adds up. Yeah. It, yes, it does. It, it really does. And like when I, like, it makes it so much easier also for me to find people that are donating to us because I see, oh, they're a part of this movie because they donated to them or they've been a part of this. So I know who it is because these movies are, you know, are pretty big and in the indie horror thing. And I know these names, like, you know, and I know that they help. And we have some pretty big people helping us. 
And I'm very thankful for every single one of them. I don't care if it's $5, $250, or $50. Whatever it is, we are more than happy to include it. Because like we were talking about earlier, $5 can make a difference between, oh, crap, now we have to cut the scene down because we don't have enough blood to shoot it because we didn't have $5 to do it. Yeah. Well, and and I think that, uh, you know, the way you guys respond and, and, you know, there's a level of appreciation um, and, and, and a willingness to, you know, like I reached out and said, can I, you know, can I name my own character? And, you know, I, I, it's named after a couple of buddies of mine. And so they're going to get a kick out of it. Um, (laughs) And uh, actually after reading the script, I wish I would have chosen a different name because it, you know, it's a, it's a, Sunny O'Toole's a, a bit of a goofy name and I should have gone with Mike Lipson. Mike Lipson asked first if he could, if I could use his name and I didn't. Um, so, uh, um, but I didn't, you know, I thought it would just be a name on IMDb, not in the script, right. but it's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Um, so, but I mean, that's a big part of it is that the level of appreciation, you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's rewarding as a backer. But then yeah. at the same time, like, I'm sure for like you and Carl, it's rewarding as as filmmakers that yeah. people genuinely believe in what you're doing yeah. and, and want to help. And, and, you know, that has to spur you to do more, better, bigger things. Right. Because we had some people that judged us based on sound and that hurts us because it was our first movie. Of course, we're going to make mistakes. We never made a movie before. We're going right. to make those mistakes. You know, we're not we don't we're not experienced at the time. But we learned from that. And then we have people like yourself and a lot of other people that believed in us and didn't judge us based on sound. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to give you that chance because you have, you really have a new team. You have like, I mean, it's hard to go wrong though. When you have a great cast, like you have a DJ Patton as part of the cast. We have, you know, yourself, we have, you know, we have all these other people as the cast, Angel Bradford, um, you know, just having some amazing people that are a part of the cast that are big in the indie horror industry, Chris Writings and all that, like that shows yeah. that, you know, they're involved. So people are going to be like, they're involved. This is going to be pretty good because they're, we know what they've been a part of and we've seen them in work. So we know they can act. It's not like a bunch of unknown people that we don't know. And it's not like the eighties where you can have a bunch of unknown actors in, like Friday, in every Friday the 13th movie, because we know they're not there for the unknown people for the Friday the 13th movie. They're there for Jason right. to kill those unknown, unknown people. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what they're exactly. there for. <laughs> so the last question I got for you, uh, do you have any other films that are in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience? I, I, so 72, obviously, is, is, is uh, it, it's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. Um, uh, I am auditioning for The Hag Witch, uh, mm-hmm. and they have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now, and there's some great perks in there. Um, I, I think I'm going to be playing a Russian mobster uh in a movie called the ghost city of insurrection uh and they don't have an indiegogo campaign yet but i think they'll probably launch one uh maybe in early june um i already did they see you that was that was a quick kill scene by the way if if, you know if it's your first movie a kill scene is a great place to start you show up you stand there they put makeup on you they cover you in blood and then you get to go home um i would my suggestion would be put some sort of blanket or or sheet in your car ahead of time. So um, it, it was fun uh, walking into the hotel at two o'clock in the morning with two slash rooms on my neck, covered from head to toe in blood and uh, still wearing those clothes. And like the guy at the front desk was like, are you okay? I was like, oh yeah, I was, I was in a movie. And I just, you know, went up to my room and showered and everything was good. Um, but uh, Shadow Marsh should be coming out later this year. Christmas slasher, a little bit more filming to do. 
um, Scream Bloody Murder. We start filming that next Tuesday, next Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. Really excited about that. Just a phenomenal cast. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. that, that's the stuff that I have going on. But you know, my goal is to you know continue to build this and and it, it, you know at some point celebrate my hundredth film, not my tenth film. Absolutely. And one thing I could say is, is if you want to have a really fun time with, especially with the cashier, um, this didn't happen to me. This is my executives, Carl and Amanda. They, they had to pick up some stuff for a Friday the 13th fan film that we built. Um, you go to Walmart, buy a machete, duct tape, and rope. You'll have a fun time. <laughs> and awesome. I, went to, I went to our local grocery store and I had like nine, nine bottles of, uh, I think it was corn syrup and like 10, 10 boxes or whatever of red dye. And they're like, what do you, what do you need all this for? I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm about to kill somebody. I'm about to, you know, yeah. slit their throat or stab them or whatever. Like, what? I'm like, it's a movie. You, you, see, you know, it'll I, be fine. You know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Nobody's going to die, but it's, it's pretty interesting though. I wish I was there when they bought that uh, machete uh, rope and duct tape, because I guarantee you that cashier was probably thinking somebody's going to need some help. Yeah. Let's get a license plate number just to be safe. Yes, absolutely. Well, I thank you, Jackson, for joining me. Wow, I'm very excited and happy to do it, and I awesome. appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. And again, I appreciate your uh, contribution to us. That was it was really, really, uh, it was really nice, and we really appreciate it. We really thank you for that. And uh, of course, for those that want to see seventy two and want to back it, Indiegogo. You can find the link on our um, on our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash gravestone films. We have it there. We have a new perk out. We have one of them left where you can have a character named after your real name. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and then we have, uh, of course, um, we start filming that in July. We're, we're not sure of the date yet. We're aiming at July 10th, but it would depend on uh, everybody's ske filming schedules. Um, so um, we're still looking into that. We're trying to finish the script first. The script is basically done. Um, we're just, you know, tweaking things and adding things based on uh based on our donors because we got so we got so many donations that of people that want to be in the movie that we actually have to insert them in and because we're inserting them in we have to you know add scenes in and remove some things and like there's a lot of tweaking we have to do but uh we're looking at having that done by next week and then after that um we have a couple locations that we're scouting and uh you know we, we have what two months or so left until we're going to be uh starting production so uh, definitely support us and like the Graystone Films fan page uh, to keep updated. And uh, of course, uh, Shadow Marsh, keep updated with them. You can find them probably on uh, Facebook as well. And as well as, uh, you know, Scream Bloody Murder and all the other indie films that uh, Jackson's a part of. If you're uh, watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to me. Uh, give me a subscription. Uh, it takes a second to do. Um, and uh, of course, if you're listening to the audio versions on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Openbox, CastBox, Verbal Breaker, Listenos, and all the other uh, podcasting platforms out there, uh, give me a you know a review, a rate, a comment, whatever you can do on there as well. Thank you. And thank you again, uh, Jackson, for joining me. It's been an honor. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Scotty. Have a great day. All right. Yep. You do the same. Bye. <laughs>